Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z Girlies. Welcome to another episode of Gen Z Girlies. I am so excited to have an amazing guest with us today who I have been trying and wanting to get on this podcast for forever. Um, so honestly, I am just honored that she agreed and really excited for me to hear a little bit about her story and who she is. And then even more excited for you all to hear about her because I think that she is just going to be such an amazing guest and story and just have some great advice for everyone. Um, but I'll go ahead and kind of just let her take it off uh, and introduce herself. And um, yeah, so guest, if you want a <laughs> mystery guest, I guess, uh, want to like, just like kind of tell us your name um, and then like give like your, a little introduction about yourself. Just what do you do? Um, both like as like your title, but also like in your own words, like how would you describe that? Okay. Hello, Mari. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me here. It, yeah. I really feel so honored that you that you consider me to be a guest on your podcast. And so hello, everyone who is listening to us today. My name is Paulina. I'm from Medellin, Colombia. I'm 24 years old. And uh, my background, like my official title, it's a product design engineer. And right now I'm uh, doing my master in entrepreneurship in Trinity College. So that's something that I'm currently working on. And like in my own words, I will say that right now I'm a founder of a startup. It's still very recent, very new. And what we're trying to do is develop solutions for women and like all of these uh, problems and needs that we experience through all of our lives. And right now we're focusing uh, specifically on the menstruation. So right now we're developing a product that will be like will improve the experience that women currently have with these other products. We can see that they still fall short in like everything that we expect from them. And something like if you think about it, it's something that it's been going on really since the first woman stepped foot on this earth, and we still feel like. We're using things that are not just not good enough, you know. So we're currently working on an alternative that it's better for us, and maybe later we can work on that and like go deeper into what it is about. But yeah, right now I'm working on that. Well, I mean, I think that's amazing, and I think you're also being a little bit humble on with just what you're saying because honestly, I mean, I've seen some of the work that you've been doing, and it is honestly truly like amazing and remarkable. And I think that. Also, just even the topic of the startup that you're working on starting is such an important thing to just really be diving into and something that I think a lot of times can kind of be seen as like a little bit of a taboo, you know, just in the world. So like, how did you come about deciding that that was something you wanted to work on and kind of got to the point that you're at now? Like, what is it like a little bit about, I guess, the story and background behind that? Okay, so... As my background is in product design engineering, when I was doing my undergrad, we had this, every semester we had a subject where we were 
given like a specific context and we had to come up with uh, an opportunity or a problem, like kind of develop a business model around it or like product or service. So let's say that my undergrad kind of shaped me in that way of thinking of looking always for like problems and opportunities around me. And when I was on the final semester of my undergrad, and they said to us like, okay, for this subject, you will have to go and look for literally any opportunity or problem that you want to address. And you're gonna have to develop like a business model around it. And it was really so funny because I don't have like in a specific uh, story about how this idea came up. It was literally, I was in the middle of my period and I was changing my path and I was like, wait a minute, this is so uncomfortable. Like, why do I have to change my path? Like, I already felt that it was like uncomfortable. I have to change it several times a day. I also had a tampon, but like, it wasn't good enough. So I was literally like stood there, like in my bathroom for a second. I was like, this could be like way better, you know? And like, it was something that I had inside myself that it was such an automated process that I never stopped by and think like, why are we doing this this way? You know? So like, it was just how it was, you know, you, you get a pad, you get a tampon, you just use it. You just uh, are used to having the, to deal with the inconvenience that these products like represent. So you never stop by and think like, wait, this is like so bad. So that was literally like a, a, a lighting moment for me. And then, so I decided to bring up the idea to this uh, subject in, in the university and the professors loved it. They said, go ahead, like work on it. I built up a group. They weren't super excited about it because I mean, I was like, yeah, let's, uh, Let's revolutionize the, the products hygiene industry. And like I, like you said, it's a very taboo topic. And I even had a one male in my team and he was kind of like, not rude or anything, but he was just kind of like surprised, you know? Kind like, of, kind of uncomfortable with it, like maybe exactly. a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And even the girls of my group at first, everyone was like, wait a minute, like, why are we working on that? Like, so yeah, at first everyone was like mm. kind of shocked. But then they, they, they think about it and they, they were like, wait a minute, yes, that is a problem. We should be working on that. And as soon as we started to see like everything that we have to deal with and all the inconveniences that we represent, everyone was getting actually more excited to work on something that could be, be better. So yeah, that was kind of like how it was born. I then like uh, finished that subject and graduate. I also did an internship. So like kind of the, like the idea for behind me while I was working in a uh, in a food uh, company back in Colombia and yeah I so said like yeah I guess I'm not gonna work on it anymore it was just like a project for my undergrad but the idea kept going uh, back in my head like I don't know I was like you know actually it was a great concept it's an opportunity like I got to validate that and have the opportunity to talk with a bunch of women about it so it kind of like keep running like a record in the back of my head so when I graduate and like finish uh, everything that I was doing at the moment and I was like okay what's going to be the next step I was like you know what I really want to work on this let's let's see what happens and at the same time I, I wanted to do uh, something in other country like I wanted to to study outside Colombia so I was like, okay, let's just like mix everything together. So how can I work on hair at the same time that I'm studying another country? And that's how I ended up doing this master in entrepreneurship here in, in Dublin. And that's what I'm currently 
working on here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that is just like such an impressive story. And I think even the fact to like have an idea, you know, like something that you're like, are like, okay, this is, this is a problem that I'm experiencing that other people are experiencing. And I really want to like work on this and, you know, like really make it a thing like that is just really impressive in of itself. I think that like when I'm thinking about that and sometimes like, I guess like a concept that I'm kind of interested in as well is I think that there are like a lot of people in the world that like might have like not necessarily ideas like this, but like have ideas or have ventures that they kind of want to pursue or um, have things that they want to like make happen. But it can be really hard to kind of get the ball rolling and kind of like actually make something happen, you know, Um, like it can, you can have the idea, but then like getting from the idea stage to, okay, like, wow, this is actually happening kind of part is a really difficult, I think, kind of disconnect. Do you think that there's anything that you did or was most helpful in getting you from like getting you off the ground into, okay, this is actually something I'm doing. Like, this is what's happening. Yeah. I think it was just about taking the leap, you know, because like Mm. you said, I feel like there's huge, huge gap between when you think about an idea and when you actually go and work on that idea. So at first I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to pursue this. Let's go for the like safe option. So it's like, maybe should I get like a regular job and I'm not going to lie to you, I still sometimes have that thought in my head. Mm. But it's about, you know, this what scared me so much that that fear was paralyzing me. So I just stood, stood by and didn't make any decision, which we mm. already know that not making any decision is also making a decision. And one day I was like, what do I really want? Like, what do I want to do if I was told that I wasn't going to fail? You know, like if I was can be assured that, yes, you're going to work on that and you're going to be happy or you're gonna love what you're doing and it's gonna be a success and I said this I will work on here I will work on this on this project and that's like was kind of like the moment where I realized that I really wanted to do that and like actually failing would be not trying it so you know Mm -hmm. it was kind of a hard switch for me because and my definition failing was uh, that this the venture wouldn't be successful or like the product will not be good or anything but right now failure it's actually not trying good enough or like not doing anything not doing everything that I can that it's on my control of course to make this happen so I was like just take the leap and the decisions that you make each day to lead you in that direction so that's why I was like okay of course I'm super scared to go in, into a foreign country to study but let's do it okay I'm super score super um, scared of working on this project uh, while I study here, but let's do it. Okay, I'm super scared to participate in this pitch competition, but let's do it. So it was kind of like like that. And I literally can affirm that every day I'm terrified <laughs> of these decisions that I have to make, but I'm like, regardless mm-hmm. of how, uh, how much fear I have, I will make this decision. And I think uh, everyone at some point should think that way, not necessarily with their enterprise, but with whatever they want to do. Mm. Just like take the leap and go for it, regardless of how, how much fear you, you think. Because I think what I've seen in other like founders and what they stop by, it's like, wait, is this going to be a successful, successful venture? Is this going uh, to be something that I can live on? Because I know I'm talking from a privileged place where I don't have to think that much about if this is going to be successful or not, like my life is not dependent on it. But I know that uh, people often get paralyzed by that fear. And that's when you run back to your comfort zone. So it's like, no, 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 wait, let's go 
to to the comfort zone where it's safe and it's comfy but but you know if you really have that idea in the back of your mind and it's relevant enough for you like you care enough about it you should really go after it Hmm. I I I love that honestly and I think that I have been in the same position as you a lot of the time and I love what you said too about how like not making a decision is still making a decision because you're choosing not to do it you're choosing to kind of feel that fear instead and that it's kind of just about making these like small decisions to get out of your comfort comfort zone every day and I think that is so true that like really that's how you you build something is you constantly say hey like maybe you don't need to get to zero to a hundred you know every single day but and I, I think I've seen this um on TikTok a lot lately too, but it's like, how can I get like 1% better each day? How can I make one hard decision each day? How can I like do one scary thing? And I love also what you said about how um, you had to kind of redefine your idea of failure and how actually failing would be not trying. Um, And that even if you tried and your venture didn't work out, that that would still be better. That would still be more of a success than never trying at all. I think that is honestly just so important. And a really hard mindset, I think, to build. Um, But once you get there, so many doors and like possibilities like open up for you, which is just such great advice for sure. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. Um, I think kind of talking about like into that and then just like with um, what you've managed to build so far and like even like what you're um, hoping to like continue to build I think that we talked a little bit about like the abstract of, okay, we need to have these mindsets to get from the like ideation to where it is at now, or like what you're building now. Are there like some more, like, what are the concrete steps that you think you've taken? Like, I think you mentioned something about pitching or um, being in an incubator, but like, what are some of those like little steps that you've taken throughout the process of like bringing your startup to life? Okay. So first would be the decision of, uh, coming here and doing my master in entrepreneurship. So I choose to study something that is aligned with what I want to do. Coming here also, like uh, she's in Ireland and Dublin specifically, it was also based because of the uh, their entrepreneurial ecosystem that they have and the opportunities they have here. So I wasn't just like, okay, let's go to a random country to study. Let's go to the to this random university or this program that it looks fun. I was like, taking into consideration all the variables that can make me uh, make easier for me to to succeed mm-hmm. and then got into this program and once I was here a bunch of doors opened up to me like I was already in Dublin a Trinity student in the middle of the ecosystem of the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Dublin and there was a bunch of opportunities and now it was just up to me to mm-hmm. take them you know so that's when I started saying like yes to everything I was invited to or to every program that was open. So the university has some. So they say like, yeah, an incubator. You have to pitch to get in. So I said, yes, let's do it. Then the dog patch that it's like the accelerator that we have here. Mm-hmm. And it has, okay, let's, we have the founders weekend and you can apply. Let's apply to that. Even if you, like, even if you're not expecting like a certain outcome of the of the program you're still going to meet people you're still going to move in the environment you're going to be surrounded by other founders by other like like-minded people so i don't have like specific steps but like go and chase those opportunities and the ones that come to you say yes mm-hmm. because at first i was like no i have too much uh, homework for the program and then i was like okay 
homework is fine. Of course, it's uh, education and you're paying for it and you have to do it. But you also have to make that those decisions, like those extra decisions. And yeah, it's kind of more like looking for those opportunities, looking to people, uh, chat with them. So it's always like, I will say like it's a full-time job. It's not because it's literally a full-time job, but you're like constantly thinking about it. And whenever opportunity comes pass by, you have to, to take it. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like taking decisions that are aligned with where where which uh, where you want to get, and and also looking for those. Like don't sit by and just expect everything to come to you. But if you're, I don't know, independent of the city you are or what you're doing at the moment, look for things, people that can help you get to where you want to. So chase those opportunities and the ones that come to you. Uh, like just grab them and go. Yeah, no, I think that is totally right. And I think also kind of like what you were saying too is that, and like I knew that was going to be kind of a hard question when I asked it. So I was kind of excited to see what you were going to say. But I think that like one of the hard things too about like being an entrepreneur or entrepreneurship in general is that the concrete steps aren't often so concrete. You know, like it's actually pretty vague. Like there's not really like, okay, here's A, here's point B, here's point C, you know? Um, and I think that even like for me, how I like, and I think that you kind of said this as well, but I like, had to start looking at it was that I could look at that as um, being like, I could either look at it as being like very scary and like confusing and not knowing what to do. And um, how am I going to like wade my way through all of this? Like, which was not how I should be looking at it. And like, I realized that I should be looking at it as like, oh, wow, actually not having these concrete steps gives me so much freedom and how I want to pursue um, making this venture happen because there's really no right or wrong path. It's just how you get there. Exactly. Um, yes. And I think that like within that too, and like what you were saying about like finding those opportunities that are around you, seeking them out, saying yes, networking, which is something that comes up on every single like interview, every single podcast episode I have is everyone's like, your network is so important, which I think it's a funny one because I think you can start to get a little bit like, okay, like, you know, like, yes, we get it. The network, like, it's important. Um, but, I, but like, it is. It's, like, important. And I think that, like, th your network doesn't always have to just be super professional. It can also just be the friends mm -hmm. you make. It can also just be people, you know, you go out to get dinner with. Like, it can be your friends, too. Like, your network can be, like, your professional Completely. network can be, can be your friends. Uh, and that's something that I've found as well. And I think also helps me feel a little bit better about building my network is that like, I can actually have fun with it too as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I'd be really interested though, too, in hearing, I think talking a little bit more about your startup and like what you've built with Haya, but I think we mentioned it at the beginning about how, so your product is kind of dealing with menstrual cycle and it's um, kind of just like everything that goes into that. And I'd love to hear just a little bit more about, kind of and I think we talked a little bit about how there is kind of a taboo kind of associated with that in general just what your thoughts are kind of on that like within society and how that impacts your your product and how you feel like so confident in being outspoken about this being being the face of a product like because I think that we need more people like that and I think that it shouldn't be a taboo and it should just be normal but um how did you get there and have there been any like difficult points that you've had with the subject or how would you um how would you advise like other people to get more comfortable with that and um to kind of step into that arena 
So I think it's a matter of putting into the conversation, you know, like when I think about myself, I don't know, seven years ago, something like that, I was also uh, one of those people who had a bunch of taboos about their period. I didn't want to go ask my friends about it. I will just keep it to myself. I wouldn't be the type of person who'd be like, oh, do you have a pad that for me was super hard to ask? I'm like, I was like, everyone's going to know that I'm on my period or like the fear of the period uh, going through your clothes was like unimaginable. So it was like a bunch of things. Like I was also part of, of those people who have these bunch of barriers. But then when I started working on this project, I was like, you know what? First, it's something that it's completely natural. Second, it's something that happens to every single one of us, like every single one of uh, women in the world, at least at a one certain point of their life. And it's something that it has been going on since ages, you know? So it's like, why are we just now talking about it, you know? So I was kind of like, when I started working on, on the product itself and I would uh, start pitching it to it, at first, it was really hard because my first pitch, it was about, it was going to be to my professors and my classmates. And I just stand there and I was like, who has ever experienced an awkward moment caused by their period? And everyone was just kind of shocked that someone was talking like in that way about their period. But at the same time, I got both reactions. I got like first the shock, but then also this answer that was like, you know what? Yes, like we should talk more about this and it shouldn't be such a taboo around it. And that's when I also like took this uh, job to myself to be like this kind of voice to to put the topic out there and to be like also to my guy friends who they feel like they have not subject to doing this topic. I was like, no, wait, like you also need to understand what's going on to my boyfriend at the moment. I was also like, OK, sit down. I'm going to explain how this works. And like I, it's part of like just talking about it, you know, like just just not being like uh, this topic that cannot be mentioned and we even even didn't call it period we were like we did give it these other names to it so it's just putting it out there it hasn't been easy I still encounter so much people that it's like oh my god I really don't know how you do to to talk about it like so easily but it's kind of like something that you you train and the more you hear about it and the more you speak about it the more easier it gets until we reach Mm -hmm. that point as a society where we are like you know, it's just something that we can talk like freely and it's a matter of like education and just spoken about it. Yes, absolutely. I I think I totally agree, especially with what you were saying is the more you do it, the easier it, it becomes. And I think that can be applied too to like concepts like that, but also like kind of going back to how we were talking about getting out of your comfort zone, which works like hand in hand with this as well, is that the more you do it, the easier it becomes. The first time exactly. it might be paralyzing a little bit. So maybe start with something something really small, you know, for the first time. And then you can kind of work up to the point where it starts to become a little bit more second nature, a little bit easier for sure. Um, so I love that, like what you said about that, because I think that is totally so true. Um, and so like, I think you also mentioned how kind of like working on, like being an entrepreneur, coming up with these ideas, working on the startup, um, it kind of kind of becomes like a little bit like a full-time job in a way, just and you're always thinking about it. You're kind of looking for these opportunities. What does that look like for you with balancing that with your life as well? Like, do you feel like they're kind of interwoven? Do you try to have um, like barriers up between them? Or what does that like look like for you as just like 
kind of on like the idea of burnout and um, how you manage that? So let's say that I've been in both extremes, you know? So I've been in the extreme where I like completely like get into myself in the like working mode and be like, okay, no, I cannot do, I cannot go out. I cannot do it. I just have to work on this, work on this, work on this. And then I went to the other extreme where I was just like, you know, let's just have fun. Let's just hang out or like, let's not be that concerned about this. And what I found is that neither of those work. It's a matter of balance. And I think balance that it has to be very clear. Like you have to set the boundary and you have to set a boundary for yourself to be like, okay, I've committed to work on this idea because setting a boundary to yourself can also be like, okay, I'm not uh, going out this all of the weekends of this month and I'm going to dedicate uh, myself to, to work on it. But also setting the boundary to be like, no, I'm just not going to work on it all the time, but also have time for this, which is a very like sensitive topic because everyone defines the line in very different, like in very different uh, measurements. Like you cannot have the same line for everyone. But let's say that I feel like that I'm lucky in that kind because I grew up with my dad who had a full-time job, but he had the clearest line between his work life and his like personal life. So I will never see my dad on working on a weekend or like working mm -hmm. after hours or on vacation. So I let's say I was really lucky to have like that role model. And that's kind of like the what I'm aiming for is to have that line uh, between the the two things of course as an entrepreneur it's really hard sometimes and I know like I'm aware that you sometimes you're going to be able to you're not going to be able to say like no I, I don't feel like working on it today because I have some other social commitments and maybe it's a big thing that you work on it today but you can also you also need to be very careful so you don't reach that burnout where you're actually like reach your maximum and no you know you no longer want to work on it you know like it stops being a joy and it stops being something you want to change and becomes more like a pain, an obligation. So it's more for you. You have to be in a constant assessment to yourself. So, so you, you, I don't know, you finish your week and you're like, okay, how did I fail this week? Did I uh, dedicate enough time to my work life, but also enough time to my social life? So what do I need to readjust? And that's something that I'm all the time doing because sometimes I find myself again in one of those extremes. So you, the important thing is that you stop by and like, perform an assessment on your own self and make changes to find again that balance but it's uh, very very tricky to to have and I won't say that I, I completely have it right now but I at least am aware of it and try to also go back to to that point absolutely no definitely and I mean I don't think we ever any of us ever have a full handle on it you know like it's always gonna be a little back and forth like it's gonna be very hard to ever be at that one place but yeah, I mean, actually, I I don't know if that has really come up on an episode before, but I totally I think that's so great is like self awareness, and I think that is honestly, I, I mean, everything we've been talking about that like underlies it, like all of it is that it all kind of comes back down to being like aware and being self aware of how you're feeling, how you're reacting, um, and like once you kind of have that awareness, you can kind of tweak your actions because oh, like I reacted this way next time. I'm going to react that way. And I think that is honestly, it feels like a simple concept when we're talking about it, but I think it's something that is so often overlooked um, just in kind of how people like hold themselves and how people like go about accomplishing their goals or whatever they're really looking to do in their life for sure. Um, 
And I think that also just like talking about kind of just like life in general and uh, burnout and self-awareness and like where to find that balance and when to not and all that. Um, One other thing that I really like to ask people that kind of come like on the Gen Z Girlies podcast as well is kind of how do you find your community or how do you find your friendships or build your friendships? Because I think that the people around us too are also such a huge part of who we are and just like such a huge part of our lives in general. Um, So like, do you have, like, how do you find those friendships, build those friendships or um, what's most important to you? Yeah. In that arena. So how I found it is looking for places where I think that uh, those people are going to be, you know? So I'm like, okay, I want to build a really strong community. And at first it happens like by chance, you know, in my college, I was just like studying. I happened to be studying something that uh, a lot of people was also studying. But inside um, that group, I also connected with people who were like, okay, I'm seeing that they work this certain way that aligns with my values working. I'm going to like try to, to work with them on a team. So I was kind of like, looking for the places where those people are going to be like for example doing this master in entrepreneurship I was like okay I'm surrounded with like like-minded people and I'm really interested to connect with them and I'm also like uh, I go to the gym so that's kind of a tricky uh, place to connect with someone but I've met people at the gym and I'm like yes they also care like about their health about their life so I'm just kind of like try to go to these places where I know this these people is going to be or like what I told you about uh, those events events are really great to meet people not just networking because I've met at events people that are literally like my friends so kind of like look at what kind of people do you are you interested to be part in your community then try to go to those places and to actually connect with people you know because if you just go to those places and you don't talk to anyone you don't start a conversation or anything you're not going to do you're going to do nothing about it. But yeah, like just approach, talk, um, see if it's a match. Sometimes not always is going to be a match. And it, that doesn't mean that it, it's bad. But if you have a match with someone, also try to work on that relationship. So mm-hmm. if I saw you and I was like, oh, I, I met Maddie the other day and it was a great conversation. She looks so nice. Let's invite Maddie for a coffee or let's uh, text her and let's hang out. You know, not just not let die the the like the relationship in that certain moment of time. So you also work on your relationships and try to to go and look for them. Because if you just stay here and do nothing and be like, oh, I really want a, uh, a really good group of friends or a good community, but I just stand by and do nothing, how am I going to supposed to meet that people? And they're not going to knock on my door and be like, hello, I'm this person that has these values and I want to be your friend or I want to be like in touch with you. You also have to to go out there and initiate the conversation maintain the relationship and everything so it's kind of like a work that you also have on yourself Mm, yes totally and I mean I think you've done a great job too of just really like some like topics too that are just kind of like underlie everything it's just like kind of getting out of your comfort zone being being willing to do the hard work um like putting yourself out there it's just honestly, these are all like super great concepts that I know are going to be so helpful to anyone who's listening to this episode. I think with getting into entrepreneurship, with kind of figuring out how to balance your life with just even like achieving your goals, because I think all of this can be applied to really any aspect of life, really. 
Um, so I think one thing I love to also ask our guests as we're kind of starting to wrap up a little bit is, is there anything new that you're kind of been interested in lately? And that can be honestly anything. It can be like a food, it can be a book, a TV show, but like something that you can share with the audience of what you think that they should maybe try out as well. Okay. Yes. I love the question. I've been lately, I've been very into trying to hear, read, uh, or see opinions that are completely the opposite of what I think. Okay. Because I was like, I reached the moment when I was like, realized that everything, all the content that I was consuming was just supporting what I already believe in. And of course, like, it's great. It's amazing when you read something and you're like, yeah, I completely agree. It like matched with me and everything. But I also wanted to like broad uh, what I believe in. So I was like, okay, let's, uh, what I did recently, it's I bought an audiobook which is about politics and economics, which are topics that I uh, like treat very carefully. You know, it's not my top interest. And I also... Um, have traveled sometimes when they go too deep or something. But I was like, let's try to hear what these uh, people have to say. And sometimes it doesn't mean that, that I always agree, but I love hearing the opinion of someone who thinks the opposite as I do. Mm. So uh, I also, uh, last week, went to a debate at Trinity College and there were the two sides of, they put a subject and they're the type that it's like, agree on the statement and the side that doesn't agree. I entered the room agreeing to one of the statements and I had like my inner arguments. And I leave the room thinking about like the other statement, you know, so kind mm-hmm. of like be open to hear who to hear people who is not on the same page as you or like who think differently about something. And maybe that can also like doesn't mean that you have to agree to everything, but can uh, like give you a more broad perspective on everything. So I'm lately more into that, either be podcasts, be books, be like events. So I'm just trying to go there and like look for different opinions on something. Mm, I love that. Go against of what I already believe. I love that. I think that is so important and honestly something I'm not always great at. So I think I will probably take a page out of your book this week and try to do that a little bit better. I think that is a great thing. Um, well, Paulina, thank you so much for being on the Gen Z Girlies podcast. Is one thing, is there any way that our audience, do you have any handles or anything that our audience can connect with you on if they're looking to connect? If not, no worries. But if you have like an Instagram or a LinkedIn or something you want to plug, now's the time. <laughs> yes, yes. They can connect with me through LinkedIn and through Instagram. I don't know if you can put that on the like the description of the podcast. Yeah, so it's can... easier to find the... <laughs> the name because I go by Paulina Gomez Vieco, but I know that sometimes uh, we're gonna have troubles with the, the spelling. So yeah, but LinkedIn and and Instagram will be perfectly fine. Okay. And don't be afraid to reach out. Like if you're just someone out there listening to this podcast and was just to have a conversation, I will be very open. I love speaking, and I love speaking with everyone. Oh well, thank you for offering that, Paulina. That is so kind, and I know that just just you being on this episode and giving your time is honestly such a gift and I'm so excited for everyone to hear it but thank you again so much for taking the time to be on the podcast um and Gen Z girlies I always forget to almost say this but if you are listening and you want to get connected in with um you should get connected in with Paulina but if you want to get connected in with the Gen Z girlies podcast as well feel free to check us out on social media um we have Instagram Twitter TikTok 
think that's it for the moment. I think we also have a Facebook, but it's at Gen Z Girlies Podcast, um, just across all the social medias. And our email is Gen Z Girlies Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, hear any thoughts, any questions, um, or if you're interested even in maybe being featured on the Gen Z Girlies Podcast, we would love to hear from you. But thank you again, Paulina. Um, you were such a joy to have and Dinsey girlies. Thank you for listening and for tuning in again. This is Maddie and Paulina signing off.